the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The title of our message today is The Secret Place. The 91st Psalm is a message of hope, of truth, and deliverance for everyone who has encountered or will encounter challenges, difficulties, adverse conditions, and illness. The Psalm is then for every person because we all will experience those things in this lifetime. To receive the promise of the Psalm, we must abide. In the secret place. Where is the secret place? I wondered this for many years. And what is it for? It is a place of supernatural protection. It's a place where God abides. It's a place where God hides. It's a place where God hides you. Do you know Job tells us about the secret place? The secret place isn't for the world. So it's secret. Unbeknownst to the world, it's available only to the child of God. This is your place of power. God's children enter into it and they step into a dimension of great power of the power of Almighty God. Oh, it's a secret place. All right. So few people have ever entered the secret place. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you today. Oh, Father, I ask that your word go forth with power, Father. And I ask, Father, that through this message that many find the secret place and abide there under the shadow of your wing. Oh, Father, today draw us closer to you. For the word says, with loving kindness have I drawn you. Father, today draw each of us with your loving kindness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So few people find the secret place, but today you will learn how to enter in if you never have. So Job tells us this, Job 28, 7 to 8, there is a path which no fowl knoweth, and where the vulture's eye has not seen. The lion's whoops have not trodden, nor the fierce lion pass by it. Another translation says it this way, the path no bird of prey knows, nor has the falcon's eye caught sight of it. The proud beasts have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. So even the birds of prey 
have not flown over it. The falcon's eye, as he flies past, has not caught sight of the secret place. Oh, my goodness, this is so exciting. There's a path that no being on earth has known, nor has a demon roam. That place is a secret place, that magnificent place, so protected, no demonic power can find it. This place is hidden in God. Job says no vulture's eye has seen. This holy place is hidden, and demons of this earth and Satan, the enemy of our souls, have not visited. They do not know this place. Principalities and powers pass by it. They don't even know where it is. The secret place is a place of prayer. In this place, I want to share with you the miracle-working power I have seen through prayer and using the 91st Psalm. How we have prayed in this ministry and seen God do miraculous things, one miracle after another. The 91st Psalm tells us that in the secret place we find the Lord to be our refuge and our fortress. It is in the secret place that He covers us with His wings so that no evil will befall us, nor will any plague Come not our dwelling. However, the prayer in this place, it ascends to such heights that the soul can be transformed into a new being. In this state, the soul is converted, but only if we release it to ascend to the heights of heaven's realms and ascend from earthbound desires and ways. Now, that's a key to the secret place. In the day that we live, we must have Holy Ghost power. And this is found in the secret place. The secret place is a place of deliverance through prayer. Job 28, 9 tells us that God puts forth his hand upon the rock and overturns mountains by the roots. As we pray, obstacles are withdrawn from our path. That's what he's telling us. God makes for us a way of escape. He then changes circumstances and makes a way out of no way. He cutteth out rivers among the rocks. And as I seeth every precious thing, as Job 28, 10, as we seek him, then he binds floods from overflowing over our lives, protecting and keeping us, revealing to us his love and his will for the thing that is hid. He brings forth to light. Job 28, 11, he hews out channels through the rocks and his eye sees any precious thing. He dams up the streams from flowing. And what is hidden, he brings forth to light. Where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Prayer is the place of victory and our place of protection, deliverance and revelation. Wisdom, love and Holy Ghost power are in the secret place. Our prayers climb the highest of heaven's realms like a spiral stair going upward. That's how our prayers ascend in the secret place. The soul that releases, submits itself to God, becomes intertwined with his spirit and experiences a new oneness with God. That's what the scripture is revealing. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the winds of the dawn, if I dwell in the remote part of the sea, ah, he is there. 
As we visit with the Almighty in prayer, we receive revelation knowledge and we become closer and more like God in all of our ways. Let's take a closer look at the secret place. This is the heart of today's message, a message that I know will alter your life because it altered mine. Now we know where the secret place is and whose place that it is for. How do I activate the power of God in the secret place? The Bible says this, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, Acts 1.8. This promise is very important. It explains the anointing. When the Holy Spirit comes, we are then in his presence. But God's presence is not like his anointing. God's presence is his glory and his person. His anointing is his power. So now we want the anointing. Today we need that anointing of God. We can have a greater anointing upon our life. How can I walk in the divine presence of God? How can I increase the power of prayer? I must submit to God and release the great hold that I have on life. In this place, we come to a place where we completely submit to God, a place where nothing is more important except God's will for our life. Let's enter into a place that will alter all the days of our life. These are the works of the flesh. We must release them and that release strongholds because strongholds weakens our body and our mind. When we follow the desires of our sinful nature, this is Galatians 5.19, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, Quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not enter into the kingdom of God. And how can they dwell in the secret place? Each soul knows what it needs to be free of. And we have to remove from our flesh what is unlike God so that we ascend to a new level. I want to tell you that in this ministry, we have used the 91st Psalm and seen one miracle after another and another and another. And I want to share with you one of the ways that we use the 91st Psalm and also teaching you a way how to stand in intercessory prayer, how to stand in the gap for someone else. Oftentimes when a prayer request is given to me, these are the words that I speak to the Father. Lord, I am saying these words as though these are the words of their very own heart. Or I say, Lord, I am speaking these words as though these are the words of and then I mention that person's name. These are the words of such and such as very own heart. And I call up their name before God. I read the 91st Psalm and then I use it as a declaration of faith. And I say something like this, Lord, I am establishing this declaration of faith as I have set my heart upon you, knowing that you have set me on high. I declare in total confidence and trust. I am present in the secret place of the Most High. I am abiding under your shadow, Lord. My trust is in you, Lord. You are 
forever my fortress. You are forever my refuge. In you, my Lord, I completely trust. You cover me in your presence. I will not take part in fear. The wicked have a reward. Your angels have charge over me to keep me in all of my ways because I follow your way. You are delivering me now from trouble. You are my long life and my salvation. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I have prayed the declaration of faith over many a sick person and seen them delivered. In this ministry, we have prayed the 91st Psalm, Psalms 8, Psalms 21, if it was a man who needed healing. And we've taken those three Psalms and the declaration of faith, standing in intercessory prayer for that person while they were in 12 hours of surgery, while they were in nine hours of surgery. And do you know that the family would make comments like this? Valerie, we felt the presence of God come into the patient waiting room. We could feel his presence engulfing us. We could feel the power of your prayer in the patient waiting room. We knew that surgery would be successful. We have prayed for many surgeries where the person only had a 25% chance to even come out of the surgery, a 10% chance, but there was no hope if the surgery wasn't performed. And we have prayed, and many times we will pray every hour on the hour during that surgery. I will tell the members of the prayer group, I will say, some of you, please pray every hour on the hour, like 12 noon. 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m. And then I'll take another group in the ministry and say, now please pray every half hour, 1230, 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 4.30. And so that way, every 30 minutes, someone is in prayer over this situation. And I want to tell you that God answers. I want to tell you that we see a mighty move of God's hand by praying that way. The 91st Psalm is so powerful. It is a Psalm that tells you, it doesn't say that you will be immune from trouble. It doesn't say that that will happen. It doesn't say that terrors and arrows and snares and pestilence and plagues will not try to come near you. But it does say that they will not come nigh thy dwelling. But don't think that you won't face challenges. There are challenges in the secret place, in this place of life. We all face the evil and demons and snares in this realm. But God will keep you from the fear of these types of tormenting spirits. They won't come nigh your dwelling in the secret place. This means that no matter what happens, no matter what the circumstance may be, Never, and I do mean never, nothing will hurt your relationship with God when you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The problem comes in when we don't abide. The problem comes in when we don't dwell, but we are visitors. Visitors visit. They're like tourists. They come and they go, but dwellers dwell. This is the state from which they live They dwell there. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Remember what we talk about each week in this ministry, having a regular prayer time, being on time to prayer, and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. The Bible says, morning, noon, and evening shalt. 
I'll pray. You know, many times people say to me, Valerie, you know, I have to work a job, you know. And I say, absolutely. But there are two times in your life that the boss does not control or your business doesn't control the time that you rise and the time that you retire in the evening. So can you rise up just a little earlier to affirm your day and have time with God? Can you prepare to retire in the evening just a little earlier to have time with Almighty God? And then there is your lunch hour or your break time that surely the boss or your business does not control. And you take that time to be with Almighty God. This is a life of dwelling in the secret place. I remember one day when I was very young and I was new in this thing of having a prayer life. And I went to my prayer place to pray. You know, I'm really thinking out loud. And and I was just thinking to myself, how long should I be here? How long do I need to pray? And do you know, the Holy Spirit, just when I had that thought, the Holy Spirit said, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. (laughs) I knew right then that I needed to be there for an hour. And that's how I began to really build a prayer life. Did I have times when I was anxious and didn't want to sit there in prayer? I absolutely did. Did I have times when prayer seemed outright boring to me? I absolutely did. And so I cried out to God and said, Lord, I don't want to have a prayer in mundane prayer life. I don't want to feel like I'm being forced to sit here with you. I want you to draw me with your loving kindness. I want to desire to be with you. I want to look up at the clock and say, oh, my goodness, I've been here an hour and a half, and now I need to shove off. I need to get to work, or I need to get dinner cooked. I want to love being in your presence so much that I lose track of time. That's the relationship that I want to have with you. Well, as I began to pray that way, And cry out to God seeking that type of relationship. Do you know that he granted me my greatest heart's desire? Do you know there are days when I pull up to my house and I am running into the house because I can't wait to get into his presence? I can't wait to spend time in the secret place. I don't know what I'm going to see that day. I don't know what I'm going to hear that day. I don't know what visitation of heaven may happen. And so I'm anxious to get into his presence and to be with the Lord. But the only way we have that kind of prayer life is to cry out to God. The only way we have a prayer life where the Holy Spirit, his anointing falls upon us in prayer and he prays through us. The only way to have that is to ask him for it. Not to seek it, not to try to have it, not to force ourselves to read one psalm after another and another, not to look up formal prayers and say, well, if I pray this prayer, maybe then I will have that desire to stay with you. No, it's through communion and prayer. It's through seeking God. It's through uniting our soul, saying, Lord, I want my very soul. To be knit together with yours. I want to be aware of it. I know that the spirit of Christ lives in me, but I want to be aware. I want to feel that intertwinement of my soul with yours. I want to desire above all else to be in communion with you every day. 
at a particular time and a particular place. Father, with loving kindness, draw me unto yourself. You see, we make the first step and then he draws us. The Bible says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. He's saying, draw near to me and then I'll draw near to you. It's so awesome to have that knowledge of how to have a powerful prayer life with the Lord. In the book of Job, it says, Have you given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? I want to talk about another form of prayer where you rise in the morning and you go to the secret place. You go to the center of your house this time, though, and you affirm your day. Our day should not happen haphazardly. When we rise in the morning, the first thing we need to do is acknowledge the Almighty God. Acknowledge that our eyes have opened again to a glorious day. No matter what we're going through, we rise in praise to God. And I will tell you, problems and fear begin to dissipate. It cannot grab a hold of you. The Bible says this, that it might take the earth by edges and shake the wicked out. The earth takes shape like clay under a seal, and its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light, and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recess of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me. If you know all of this. So may I ask, have you prayed about these things? I'm talking about Holy Ghost power. Have you affirmed your day? Oh, we need to go forth in the morning and the center of our home and affirm our day. Affirm our day for our children, for our parents, for our nieces and nephews, for the people in our workplace. What type of day will it be? If we haven't gone before the Almighty and bowed before Him and affirmed the day. Almighty Father, today I affirm there'll be no traffic tickets, no acts of violence will come against me, will come against my children. Today, Almighty God, I affirm because you said in Job 22 and 28, Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Almighty Father, today I decree no incidents, no accidents, no acts of violence will come before and you name the people whom you are lifting up before the Lord will come against them today. Oh, Father, I thank you for perfect health and perfect peace. I thank you that the wrong people are moved out of our sphere of influence and the right people have entered our sphere of influence Today, Almighty God, I dismantle the horse and the rider and break the arm of the wicked. I thank you, Father, that the host of heaven right now surround us, protect us, and keep us. I thank you, Father, right now today that it is a successful and peaceful way. I thank you that today we are trees of righteousness producing good fruit. I thank you today that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. What are you asking God for each day? Maybe nothing. Maybe your day is happening haphazardly. 
Well, I encourage you to rise each day before those that you love, even let their feet hit the floor. Before they rise up, rise before them. Go before Almighty God and affirm their day. Go to the secret place under the shadow of the Almighty, your place of prayer and power, and affirm their day so that everything goes well. I have seen the most miraculous things happen when I pray this way. I have seen accidents avoided. I have seen transactions that should have happened that would not have been good, that did not happen. I have seen one miracle after another. We must rise in the morning and take God at his word, saying that if you decree a thing, it shall be established unto you and the light shall shine up on your ways. Rise in the morning and go before God. Go to the secret place. Put your day in perfect order and then expect it to be just as you have affirmed it and prayed it because he has given you that power. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. 